You're listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Does your creative muscle have a need for speed? Crank it up to 11 on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today is Pablo Vasquez. Hello. Sergei Sherbin. Francesco Sidney. Hey. Dalai Filento. Hello there. And I'm Hjalti Elmason. Here's yours, Francesco! Hello. Whoa. Welcome uh, to our Blender Institute podcast number... Uh, 46? Six. Seven? Seven? I would bet my money on 47. So our brilliant plan of making bi-weekly podcasts is uh, so far working, but the only issue is that we lose track. We cannot count anymore. Yeah, was it 46? 46. 46. 45 is a resolution. Yeah, it felt like 46. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. exactly. So welcome back. As uh, as I said, we try to do this uh, more regularly now, every two weeks instead of one, because we get so busy with the studio and all the other activities. But uh, we will be here bringing you always the freshest news from uh, uh, what is happening here in the studio and the most outstanding things that happen in the Blender world and in the Blender development world. And uh, I would say let's just uh, get started with uh, our special guest for today. No. Dr. <laughs> Sergei Sherbin! Wait, what? Not special anymore. Yeah, not it's special. another kind of special. We are all special here. Special guest. <laughs> all right. So, well, uh, Sergey is going to join us uh, for the beginning of the podcast uh, to share with us some more information about that outstanding, groundbreaking, and um, Industry standard mm-hmm. breaking mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, blog post that we wrote some days ago on the uh, Blender Cloud blog about how you make cycles 10 times faster. Star, um, and then the little star <laughs> says, only for motion blur. Only for, <laughs> only for this shot. Only for the formation, motion blur. And uh, so, well, I mean, the article was pretty popular, and uh, people seem to be very happy with the development that is happening with Blender and Cycles, and thanks to the cloud. And uh, we thought it would be great to know a little bit more about what you did. Of course, it's an audio podcast, so you, yeah. we have to describe the face so of Sergey right now. It looks really <laughs> fast and furious. It's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, so being a radio podcast, can <laughs> we share the, the whiteboard, maybe? <laughs> so Sergey is going to stand up and draw some graphs for us, and we're yes. going to try to describe them. Okay, so it's a squiggly line. It's, it's a squirrel. A squirrel? It's a jackal? Squirrel. It's a jackal? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of limping. It's weird. Uh, sh- sh- shall we put healthy with, with the pen to the whiteboard and I tell him what to draw? No, that would be even oh. more fun. <laughs> then he draws. Okay, here, I have yeah. an even better idea. So what, a, <laughs> what if you actually tell us, okay, uh, so everybody knows the base, the base of the story, which is we had the cycles being very, very slow, uh, rendering motion blur. This was a problem for a while. And then you went in and did something. Yes. So can you explain in uh, uh, human terms what you actually did? Okay, so in human terms, I was in the middle of vacation when Francesco, I think, mailed me saying, hey, cycles is too slow. It's more than 100 hours rendered time on some frames. And it really sounds like that. So that's what I do, actually, yeah, bother yeah. people while I'm on holidays. No, but that's what you sound like. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have done that with the Italian accent. No, it's okay, it's okay. So carry on, yes. So, so and then, like, when I came back here, there were two, two big issues here. First one was the, the missing motion blur on some, on some cases. Which I think looks real awesome. I would just consider that an artistic solution. And 
Yeah, that took zero grip and mm-hmm. everything. It's a style. So there were some friends that, that didn't have any motion uh, that, blur at all. That, that was eyes, which didn't have motion blur. Oh, the and eyes. Had, mm-hmm. And everything else had a motion blur. So you had sharp eyes in the middle of blurry blob. That, that was awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and creepy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and the other issue was the motion blur timing on some of the frames and some of the frames even failed to render so I started to, to investigate what the hell is going on there and but it, like the biggest bottleneck was in the hair because the ventral cycles worked for, for, for until recently it would get the, the every hair segment and it'd say okay so on the previous frame it was here on the next frame it's here and it creates a bounding box for that like from all the all the possible positions without that curve segment and if you have fast motion you have a gigantic bounding box and when you have hairs primitives close to each other you have lots of primitive of all, lots of bounding boxes intersecting with, with each other so on the shoot array you need to to intersect like a few hundred thousand bounding boxes which cannot be fast at all so that was the thing we were trying to optimize here Reduce amount of ray to bonding box intersections. And the idea is to is to make bonding boxes smaller. The like one of the ideas described in the papers is to is to use to use so-called motion blur BVH, where you basically interpolate the bonding box from one time to another one. But that's that's not coming for free because you need to in, put interpolation in there. And yet you also need to, to store the motion steps for BVH somewhere. So what I did was some little hack which took me one day to implement and then a couple of more days to, to fix all the issues in there, which is just split the bounding box of BVH based on the time it corresponds to. So instead of creating one gigantic bounding box, it will create, okay, so there are five bounding boxes for this primitive and each of them are corresponding to a different time segment. Wow. You're rendering, and then we also had some bits spared, spared on the node information structure. Just put time information in there, like saying, "Okay, so this bounding box corresponds to time from this to this." And then when you traverse something, you just say, "Okay, so I, I know the time of the ray. If it hits bounding box, which is not within this time, and just gets discarded immediately, so all of a sudden you discard." full subtree of BVH or if you intersect something it's much smaller bounding box which contains less geometry tested in there and surprisingly it, it, it worked real good for hair and this also nice. means that uh, by creating more bounding boxes of course you create a little bit of uh, memory overhead but not that much actually it depends how it counts so for example you have a diffuse hair with, with like a nothing else more in there then it can be a factor of two maybe. But in, in the production shot where you have 4K texture, which is put somewhere, that, then all the overhead of memory goes like down 15%. Good. So yeah. it so, was uh, so yeah, it's worth it. it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we started with hair and apparently managed to get 10 times faster on the hair. So previously I had two asterisks on the cycle is 10 times faster. <laughs> uh, hey, yes, it's only for hair and only for deformation motion blur. But then uh, we also tested the same trick with the uh, triangles, and it would give additional 30% speed up on top of what they had before. So overall, we had 
up to 10 times speed up on the actual frame, actual frame from the shot, which was rendering on the render farm. So yeah, nice. instead of 100 hours, it would take 10 hours, which yes. for a shot with motion blur, that's pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. pretty cool. Pixar yeah. quality, incredible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it, 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 it's still not ideal. There, there are still possibilities to improve this, but we can only spend so much time on every issue and when you solve one thing, then you just go to, yeah. to fix another more important thing. So slowly it just gets refined to a level while when it's all acceptable. Yeah, exactly. For example, talking about important things to be fixed, the bagometer yesterday was, uh, was off the charts. Yes. Well, someone smart miswired 8 and 9. So instead of showing 8, the bagometer will show 9 and vice versa. What is, what is the bagometer for those? Well, bag bagometer is the cube with three Nixie tubes in there, which shows the amount of open bugs in, in, in the, the Blender tracker. It's a very important tool that Blender developers use to monitor the status, it's, the health of the Blender bug tracker. It is very depressing nowadays mm. because back in the days it was on 100, like it was always below 100. And, and the worst cases were when everyone was around it. It could be 150 when we switched to the, to the new system because the new system is so easy to use that everyone reports bugs. Mm -hmm. ah. <laughs> and now it's on 300. 300 bugs yes. open. Yeah, 300 open reports, 50 untried reports. Well, that's, it was actually 297, but that's the thing. Yesterday, Sergey decided to, decided to plug it on again so you could use the bugometer to you know, motivate yourselves. Yeah. Was well, 300. I went for lunch and said, "Oh, let's try to you know at least close one bug or two bugs just to see it going down." And Sergey came to me and said, "What did you do?" See, "What do you mean? Did you just close 10 bugs in one second?" <laughs> I said, "No." Mm -hmm. And then instead of being 299, it was 289, uh, and that's uh, the problem of the 89 wiring. Uh, yeah. It was so good though. I mean, we got 10 closed bugs for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then I then I took the box home and then on the way there I thought, hey, wait a minute, I got to have fixed that in software. <laughs> <laughs> Just replace it with nines and in the string which is sent to the, the cube. And that's it. And halfway soldering through it. Hey, wait. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> solution. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now it works fine. Okay. All right. Well, but I think uh, we... Uh, we learn a lot about bounding boxes. Yeah, but well, where is this? This is on master. Is it going to it, be on 278B? So it is on master and it's in the 78B branch, but it makes me a bit what? What? strange because usually we don't put anything which, which involves new user interface button or so. But this is the, the new, this is a release that the industry big yes. ones ask for, right? Yes, this exactly. It's good to, for people to know that this, this is the first time that actually companies ask for a new release of Blender. because yes. Yeah, because we were collaborating with, uh, with some companies around and, and for them it's good to, to show something on more permanent basis, not on the nightly builds. Yeah. Because people have a really strange opinion of nightly builds. Yeah. They don't consider them official enough. Yeah. Even, though, even though every user knows that it it will be in the next version. Yeah. Well, that but that that's amazing. That's only that's something that only open source can do. Yeah. Like Autodesk can can have like companies to say, hey, can you release a new Maya for me? And then release <laughs> yeah. it. No, because they. 
Yes, because and, and, I mean, on a way, it's real good to, to see people really interested in this. On another hand, it's, it's something you never did before. Yeah, but that, that's... It, yeah. Feels, it makes me feel... And there's a problem about the interface? Yes, the problem was the interface, yeah, the translations. Oh. So on the one hand, we, we bring awesome new feature to the, to, to the community. On another hand, it's like lowering our bar because all the translation, which used to be 100% done, would be 99.99% done. One Just string will not be translated. Because be, there's make. like one button that is it, not. It, 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 it's four strings because there are two options in there. So first, first is the light threshold and another one, the BVH steps thingy. Oh. And for each of them, you have like uh, the short string in, in the slider and the description. Yeah. Oh. It's very hard to translate BVH steps, though. I'm trying to think how you know I would see that in my language. But. BVH yeah. stepo. Yeah. Pas, pasos del BVH. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. weird. So, but right. it will be there. So that's very it exciting. Will, it will be we will see how the release goes and what the reactions are. I also have a question for you, Sergey. You spent quite quite some time today reviewing the Google Summer of Code branches. Yes. Is there anything hot you can share? Any new feature you're gonna see landing in Master any soon? You review what the Bevel branch, so the MultiView. Yeah, I was reviewing MultiView branch, and I kind of knew what's in there. Just a disclaimer: the MultiView branch is the tracking MultiView branch. It's yes, not the awesome stereo 3D multiview branch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes, no, not the, it's different. Yes. Yeah, right. it's, it's not that awesome yet. Yeah. And the, the 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 biggest thing there is it it would be real good to see some real world multi camera footage, which is getting sold in there because so far it's only artificial footage. So just like copy paste the same yeah. sequence, and they're trying to solve it, which which is fine for development, but for 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 really showing what the thing can do is better to have some real witness camera thing and there are some internal changes I don't like in LibMB it should be relatively simple to fix and then also need to, to get someone like Sebastian involved Hello. so Sebastian if you're listening <laughs> I'm coming after you you know <laughs> he actually does listen to it so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's cool let's hey, see <laughs> <laughs> well so, so this will be like a call for Material for actual. I I I I poked Sebastian and, and uh, Sean back in the days, and they were real busy. Gonna to try this again. It's good if anybody's listening and has like uh, multi-camera footage. Yes, which can be shared. We can be shared as Creative Commons or whatever. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, the, the get in touch. So and yeah, there are some technical things here and there, which I hope will be figured out. And also, was reviewing Bizier patch, which was improving some Bizier curve tools in Blender. And half of them I couldn't get to work at all. So I was replying, hey, this doesn't work. And then I had reply from the student saying, hey, yeah, I cannot reproduce it. Can you give me the file? <laughs> yeah, I need to get back to this because I switched to something else. But it seems, it seems quite useful improvements, maybe reshuffle some, some behavior of particular tools to make them more unified with what Blender is doing. Because cool. we have this extrude operator, and then there is batch extrude, and usually like batch operators in Blender usually just is the same operator, we just select multiple things, 
and they do the, all the same thing on all the selection. But the way how current extrude tool is designed, it's if you select two, two, two points and in the curve, it will try to intersect them like towards each other, which is a bit different behavior from what if you select one point, so it's probably need to split that operator and then merge batch extrude to, to the extrude. But that's here the, the Gary Clyde there, so we're gonna to, to, to discuss this. I don't know if it's going to make in 79, but... Yeah, this Summer of Code would be for whatever gets accepted from Summer of Code would be from for 279. I, I would guess. guess so. 79 yeah. or maybe even a bit later. But that's the thing. <laughs> we, couldn't, we, we wouldn't be able to do anything after 79. No, it's like 249. You can can't we, do anything. <clears throat> can, can, can we re re release 799? <laughs> Oh, we can't. Ha we cannot have Google Summer of Code on 2.8 because the t Google Summer of Code has to be in a branch, so it cannot be something someone that helped the 2.8 development. Can it? I think it's possible. Ah, so it can he, be for 2.8. I mean, you it, it just branch from 2.8 branch, and then he starts working, and then just more zeros are often. Yeah, 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 true. And make a big difference for the final report. Yeah. Yes. And it, it, there should not be an issue. But the thing is that today I had an email from Tom who was requesting me to, to register as an admin for Google Summer of Code 2017. I felt, felt real bad. Hey, I still have review 2016 Google Summer of Code. Oh, That's why the review sprint went on today. Okay, got it. Review sprint. Ah. Yes. Yeah, 2017. We are in 2017, so Google of Code, are we? Summer of Code is coming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Will be very interesting According to, to Google, it does. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe Blender gets rejected. Again. Again. Oh, it would be, wouldn't be so bad. I wouldn't cry. Yeah, you see. <laughs> so, who knows? But now we have the lie, so he can wonder 10 people. Hey, actually, you're wearing a school Summer of Code 2011. 2011. Wow. Hi, wow that, yeah. That's not a bad year. What? No. Ah, that's the year of uh, motion tracking, motion cycles. Track. Well, cycles was out of the Google Summer of Code. <laughs> Those were the days. I don't remember because I was mentoring a project. I don't remember each which project, but I have I think three uh, Google Summer of Code T-shirts. Student is like you forgot about. <laughs> no, no, because yeah, there is a, there is a Summer of Code student crying now because <laughs> of that. It's okay, that. Timmy. It <laughs> was probably Mitchell Mitchell talks or oh. Daniel's talks. Some talks. Or uh, they are twins. I'd love to meet them because they're actually twins, the game engine brothers. Yeah. Two former developers of the Blend Game Engine. Former, I know they're still active yeah. in there. They're, they're twins and work on so the cool. same thing. That's so strange. How do you know? They Maybe it's the same person. <laughs> yeah. No, the birthday is in the same day. And I was, huh, that's coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> they always talk from the same IP and everything. It's yeah. about the double personality now. <laughs> He just cloned himself to get two Google Summer of Codes. Uh, Ooh. I think that happened once. Yeah, but let's not get into no, it. No, no. <laughs> okay, let's uh, change topic. <laughs> All right, well then, I think that uh, Sergey gave us uh, plenty of time and plenty of interesting news. Um, Thank you very much, yes. Sergey. We know you are super busy. Yeah, well, it's not because of busy, it's because our microphones are <laughs> flaky, so I need to give my microphone <laughs> to healthy. No, you can stay here. Nobody wants to hear me. Come on. It's Why? It You're doing awesome thing. No. Yeah. Okay, let's anyway. not uh, praise each other too much. So thanks a lot, Sergey. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, and uh, see you the next time with uh, the Cycles uh, 10X Speed uh, Part 2.
Oh no! I thought I, I, I thought I, I could retire now in, in with the feeling of satisfaction, but now you wanted to make this again. Yeah, there were some people saying oh, it's not in time faster. It's only for motion blur. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. you're free yeah. to go. Okay, thank go, you. Go, thank go, you. Go. Bye. 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 Great Bye. teacher, by the way. Yeah. The the dark no the the, the cube. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, Go get my motion. patch for depth graph working. Bye. Motion pass. Where are you going? Poor, oh, okay. poor Sergey. All right. Well, if you guys uh, understood all this thing about banding boxes and things going so from banding boxes, so uh, very, very interesting. Uh, also, quite complicated. With Sergey, we talked about uh, making some visualization of it, like making some graphs, trying to provide better explanations. So maybe something like that is coming in the future. I think it's much easier to understand in visual form that... Yeah, it's like you have a strand of hair and there is like a cube around it. Yeah, exactly. And, or and, many cubes. And that cube has to intersect and then, yeah, now you have many little cubes. Yeah, yeah so that will be, yeah, will be in the future. We will see. Okay, That's so we, I would like to continue a little bit talking about uh, development because we have uh, Dalai here with us. And uh, today, and in the past days, but especially today, we're spending some time with Pablo going over the uh, project. The how is it called? Uh, the user interface for the 2.8 yeah. layer and workflow system. Exactly. Workspace. So workspace. tell us, uh, tell us a bit of uh, how how's how's the couple of uh, the last couple of weeks been and uh, what you've been working with uh, uh, with Pablo today. Yes, of course. So part of the 2.8 project um, is related to show people uh, what's been done, what, what we're doing, so people can follow, can see. And unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of the work has been done like under the hood, like the low-level changes in Blender. And it's super exciting, but at the same time, it doesn't show. And we have this uh, like motto here, which is, Make them greedy, something that Tom dropped make on my greedy. desk. Make them greedy. Make the users see stuff and, and want more and one more. more. Okay. So I said, okay, it's time to step a little bit outside, uh, off, outside this you know, hidden development and try to start tackling the interface. A lot of interface was being talked during the usability workshop, um, yeah. but we didn't really have a final, a proje- final design with everything considered. So uh, I, I reached back to Pavel. Pavel's been doing a lot of the mock-ups for the interface. We had a really extensive, I think more than one hour long video chatting chat yesterday. So he was live mocking up and we were talking, making sure everything was addressed. And then today I had Pavel over just to make sure the things we didn't address yesterday were, were addressed, make sure it was clear for someone else that the design was, was interesting. And I think what we went over, how it's going to be the editing of the collections, which are the new layers, how you're going to be able to handle uh, adding, removing objects for the collections, the settings, overrides, and a bunch of ideas, which, again, it's better as an image than as <laughs> some... As a theory, yeah, yeah. The theory. So that's going to be upcoming in, in these following days and weeks. going to start seeing more things, not necessarily on the 2.8 branch, but at least on the render layers branch or the clay engine branch, which is built on top of it. Yeah. And I yeah, and would like to have this on 2.8, but and cause that's one of the missions now is to have things ready for people to start trying and testing and seeing the how things evolve. Cool. Yeah, there the discussion is actually going on on Fabricator. There's a, a design task for it. 
so all the drawings and everything is, is public. But yeah, it's nice to have a bit of a talk here. And yes, and uh, besides that, we have a we have a, the Blend for Web team. So Blend for Web is this company that does this very nice integration from the Blender to a WebGL based uh, game engine. They have a really nice case with uh, I think NASA use it for a curiosity visualization. That's most sound small robot in, in Mars. So using Blender and the Blend for Web. And one of their developers is interested on helping the Blender Viewport 2.8 project. The name is get so long. <laughs> yeah. And he is, um, he's going to be tackling what we call the Pi node shadings. So the idea is to allow for an uh, engine to have the, you know, their own custom nodes that's already supported, but also to have each node have its own shading code, so GLS shading code. So in other words, to expand the possibilities for the... Like Pi nodes. Is that Pi nodes, but with GLS code. GLSL. GLS is what it's what is drawn in the interface. Yeah. Ah, nice. GLSL shaders defined in on a node. Yes. So same goes for cycles. You know, cycles it's like an OSL node. Yes. Exactly. GLSL. Exactly. But then every single node would have uh, GLS code. Oh. So if you think about you know, cycles, we have the material mode in yeah. the viewport. This would go away from cycles. Because cycles, that's not that doesn't yeah, belong no. on cycles. But on the EV engine, or we could still have an engine that shows material that just look just like cycles-ish, but are defined uh, via pi nodes. So this is something we're going to be tackling later on. But then since we have uh, Mike have help from, from him, yeah. I'm not going to try his name. I think it's Alexander Romanov. not going to yeah, try it. Alex, yeah. yeah. And then we'll see. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Nice to have more people involved. Yeah. The more the matter. Yeah. And then we still have this... We have the workspace patch uh, under review. We won't know when it's going to land at 2.8. But I, again, the first step is going to be like a low level, not so interesting. So I really hope it gets merged with UI. But this is, I won't promise it because it depends on, on review, depends on Julian to, to have time because he's in some exams now. But that's, a, that's what I foresee for the 2.8 is to have more things for people to try very, very soon, very shortly. Nice. So there's like a number of branches around 2.8. There's the workspace branch, the the clay branch, the layers, right? Render layers. I call it the, the chain of happiness because we have <laughs> the master and 2.8 and then render layers. And on top of this, the clay engine. Yeah. And on top of this, you're going to have the pine node shaders. Yeah. And this is the chain of happiness because if you change anything in master yeah. that you want in the pine node branch, yes. you need to merge this into 0.8 and then on the render layers and then on clay and then on the pine nodes. So nice. But it's uh, it's cool. It's cool to have. Uh, yeah. So 2.8 is happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, slowly and steady. And so hopefully cool. more publicly because then we're going to have more, more things to show for people. Yeah. But uh, there have been some posts on the code.blender.org blog. So. Yeah. But it is is different to deliver something than to write about it. Yeah. And especially when it will stop being, you know, more. 2.79 and 2.7 development, really, okay, this is it. So now that is going to be the future of Blender and that is going to be even better because I think you need, you need that to stop and then there will be more attention on 2.8 anyway. Mm -hmm. So cool. <laughs> well, okay, so do you have any more, uh, any more updates, any more work, Talai? Because uh, if not... 
No, no, I think uh, I think that covers it. Yeah, cool. That's great because uh, I, I think at this point, uh, before Kjalti falls asleep, <laughs> I would like <laughs> to <laughs> I would like to talk a bit about uh, what's been happening here uh, on the Blender Cloud and especially then what is happening with the, the team and with the uh, agent development. Uh, biweekly updates are great because there isn't that much going on as in many different things. There is just a lot of work going on <laughs> of yeah. the same. So we will hear about that in a second. Just before that, uh, I wanted to mention that on the Blender Cloud, uh, we have published some uh, new content. There are some new textures. We are regularly publishing now every week uh, weekly reports about what uh, has happened with the project, with the pictures Agent and text. Project. Agent 327 and uh, really try hard to you know, keep these public updates going because more and more is just happening in the cloud behind the scenes. So unless you're a subscriber, you cannot really see the animation test, the feedback sessions, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we at least share the progress uh, of the work, and uh, I think that's cool. So if you want to know more, just uh, drop by on the cloud. And you find, of course, the article we were mentioning at the beginning of the podcast uh, about making cycles uh, turbocharged and uh, awesome. And uh, there are some uh, new textures on the texture library provided by Sebastian Platten. And uh, they are, there are just uh, in different categories, uh, uh, I think is uh, wood and bricks and uh, grounds. And uh, just go check them out. They are automatically uh, showing up in your directly in Blender if you use the cloud add-on. And uh, there is more stuff coming today on the cloud as well. Today, even. Yeah, wow. yeah. It's like every day we try to put uh, more more, more things. More content, yes. Yeah. So that being said, uh, let's uh, catch up with the, the... Well, yeah. Yes? No, I was going to... I guess you already... I've been away for a while. <laughs> but did you mention all the new flamenco stuff that is going on? We've been mentioning... Uh, Ooh. Ooh. Well, the thing is, we've been mentioning it public, in, in the blog post uh, about uh, about the agent, but uh, it's not really. We are not really making any announcement yet because we're still Ooh. testing. But <laughs> we are using the we are using the online version of our render farm system. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Flamenco, we are we actually using it locally. So it, it's it's happening. It's, there's yeah. stuff going on. So it's not announced yet, but it's nice to. To tell that actually Andy can control the renders and everything from home. Oh yeah, that's for sure. And uh, I think this uh, in the next podcast we will definitely have Cibran here and we will focus a little bit on the production tools that we are using thanks to the cloud that are in the cloud and that as a matter of fact everyone can actually see because they are out there uh, and it would be very cool but we are waiting until you know we just try to polish it a bit more so that it's really really exciting to see as well so now it works it's usable but it's not uh, mind-blowing well but if they have the proper address they can see it already yeah yeah, yeah it's hidden by the way we can do it exclusively to our listeners <laughs> yeah you can see a track you can see them. everything is it's there and we are using it we are testing them but yeah, still not announced. In but the next, just, just teasing. Yeah, you know, next, the next time, next time. Yeah, no, make it's them greedy. Scout or blender. Yeah, it's yes. nice to to announce that we are using it. <clears throat> no, you're right. You're right. It, yeah. Of course. Um, okay. Well, so since you are actually uh, mentioning this, Pablo, you're back. That's true. I am back. Yes. Because last podcast you weren't here. Okay. Yeah, last uh, I missed two podcasts. I think. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm back. I'm so, back. what have you been uh, uh, working on? First, uh, well, it's been two weeks. The first week was a bit of a mess because of jet lag and stuff. Uh, I was away. I was in, in Argentina. So, yeah, there are a few hours difference. So, I need to get back to use then. And the food and everything. So, yes. 
the first week I've been doing web stuff, basically, yeah, getting back on track with uh, some some cloud stuff and flamenco stuff. So the interaction between how uh, how a list of jobs or render jobs are are shown, and then like when you when you set something to render, then there is a job, and then when you this job has little tasks for like each computer to render, and that needs to be visualized uh, properly and. There can be so many, so you have to like have a special UI for that. And yeah, we've been working mostly on that interaction. There are little things here and there. There are some tweaks to the Blender ID page as well. There's just so many little thingies. Yeah, of course. But um, you've also been working on the film. Yes. Uh, this week I started working on Blender again. <laughs> and uh, it's been great. <laughs> Been, um, I've been focusing on the exterior of the barbershop scene for the Agent 327 project. So um, there has been some renders by Andy already with the, with Boris, with the, um, with the track. There has been, has been some render tests uh, with some uh, lighting experiments. But I think right now this, uh, the time is best spent in like, actually adding detail to stuff. Um, not focusing on the lighting, which I failed because I actually spent like half an afternoon playing with the lighting. <laughs> but I think it's better if we just focus on the adding details of stuff. Um, like yesterday, I've been breaking some windows and <laughs> adding little grass to some parts and then even texturing the Amsterdam arches, which oh. are those. Uh, yeah, they're so cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so cute. Yeah, you can call them cute, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are those, those, those metallic thingy. That um, there is it. Sorry, what is it? You know, in the city center, you see this, or well, actually, everywhere there are on the next to the street and the sidewalk, there is this metallic. Well, actually, you came to my computer the other day and you said, Oh, that thing, yeah, so phallic, (laughs) yeah, exactly. It's a piece of metal that is rounded and it has a little thingy on the top, (laughs) it looks like a metal penis or something, yeah, Yeah. okay, yes, exactly. And it has like XXX on the side, Uh, yeah, which doesn't help actually, (laughs) but they are, yeah, they're on the side of the road, they're very iconic, um, here in Amsterdam, so uh, of course, we have them and uh. I modeled them last year. Now I was doing some texture to it. Um, and yeah, just adding detail all over the place. Bricks, more bricks. Everything is bricks. And I'm going to keep doing that this afternoon, tomorrow, and then... Uh, and then we're going to see them in your weekly folder. Ah, uh, yes, the weekly thing, yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I have a weekly. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. going to be so great. It's going to be panic. next... Yeah, Monday is going to be on the clouds looking for everybody forward, to see. Looking forward, looking forward. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's just adding detail for the time being. I don't want to make renders. We have, uh, I've been told that I have up to until like March to work on this. <laughs> you didn't know the, what? Pro- you didn't know the project was ex- extended? No, um, actually when I left, when I went home, it, I was, yeah, and then February is going to be done and we're going to be making other fun stuff in March and April. Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> I came back, the edit is longer and the project extended up to f- Paper thing. I don't know. Is this public? Can we say it? <laughs> sure. I mean, there's reasons. There's a lot of logic- yeah. logistical reasons. I mean, one of the facts is that, of course, Colin uh, was doing the layout for the last part, uh, but he was busy with his other project, so he had to go back to America, and then he's coming back in February. And while that's happening, 
we don't have the final part laid out. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, we need his stuff animated, and we just don't have the animators to do it. Until so, next week. Until next and week. And the week after, there were two more animators with gone, so the, the yeah. team will grow up to three people. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Instead of one. Instead of one. <laughs> or one and a half. The one, the one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah, great. It's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, every time the time gets the, the, the but it's not a surprise. You've seen that before, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, and every time it really helps. Like in every project where we extend it, it's it's definitely needed. And I think it otherwise it would wouldn't be at the, up to the level of quality we want. Yeah, I don't think we take it that lightly. No. Uh, really, like when we do it, it's for good reasons. Yeah. And in some cases, it's because of quality. In some cases, it's quality and the fact that um, like things happen that couldn't necessarily be foreseen. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's not always a best case scenario. Yeah. You know, there's a bit of up and down. Yeah, but it always helps. Like it, with the later, with the last Caminandes, we were supposed to release in December and then we extended to February, but we thought about it a lot and we were really sad about it. Yeah. And, and even the last, I remember we were going to release on a Wednesday and, and we moved it to Friday. Yeah, and yeah. it was like a big deal. It was like, <laughs> oh no. And then, I mean, it, it, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I think it's. You only, like, once you put it on YouTube, it never goes down. Yeah. And it was just, yeah. there's no way back. So. Exactly. It's worth it. To it's like getting it a tattoo or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like once yeah, it's yeah. there, it's there. And it's that's out it. there. You cannot do anything. Yeah. Unless you are George Lucas and then you can keep redoing and redoing yeah, and it. Just <laughs> that's take a cheese grater and start shaving that tattoo off. <laughs> and I always meant for those little guys to be in the background. Oh, no. <laughs> well, this year will be 10 years of Lender Institute. So maybe we can do some like... Re- oh, yeah. Go to Elephant Stream in cycles and add... A lot of cameos there. Sintel, like on the well, opening no, scene. Kind of, the fans remember had its What are you years. talking about making a tattoo? or? Both, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't oh, said no. if you make a tattoo, uh, he'll pay for it. If you make the Sintel tattoo or the barbershop. Ah, no, 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 the barbershop tattoo. The barbershop, he, okay. Like, he will personally pay for it <laughs> to have. I, like, I didn't even know. What was this he? He did? was like, I'm a grown man. I can get the tattoo now. That yeah. was Ton. That was yeah. Ton, yeah. <laughs> yes. Really, really grown up man, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the 50s which tattoo is it going to be the one that Barbara has yeah like yeah that, that's one yeah with the dragon and, yeah. li- and the tiger whatever yeah, whatever yeah. it has like Andy probably is now it's not cringing like a, it's like yeah. it's not just a tattoo of a mustache right I mean, no, 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 okay. no 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 Andy no, spent okay. some quality time <laughs> yeah. on it I'm pretty yeah. no, I, I love that tattoo it, it's, it's great cool. I think that tattoo is pretty cool yeah but it's so uh, it's so early 2000s yeah, everybody so has a tribal tattoo uh, and yeah. it's so in, I don't know and right and now like just about everybody I know that ha- like got one of those they now regret it you yeah. know they're like oh man we shouldn't have done it oh fix it in the Sintel 2.0 remix <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh that would be 2020 how <laughs> is so long no 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 we need to do something before every time one of my friends got it I was like wow what tribe are you in I didn't know you were in a tribe <laughs> <laughs> So obnoxious, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a tattoo. Okay, well, Chelsea. <laughs> not friends. Tell us. No friends and no tattoos. Yeah, baby. That's how I roll. Tell us all about your tattoos or about the animation work you've been doing on the barbershop because now you're a yeah. full-time animator, basically. A, yeah, and animation on. review producer, too. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that is, yeah. Well, you make lots of animation reviews. Yes, it's true. It's true. So I, I, uh, that's mostly what I'm doing right now. It's, uh, I mean, of course, it's giving feedback all around, but mostly, for the most part, I'm animating. 
animating shots and then giving Nathan some feedback, uh, going back and forth. Because, of course, Nathan is still working on the project, so it's not true that you're one animator right now. Yeah, that's why I kind of corrected a one and a half, and I think I'm the half, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's better. You're just juggling things, you yeah. know? You are the one working remotely, and he's the one working. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's all, hap- I mean, this is all made in USA, right, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, so, so on top of that, I mean, okay, so let's just go into little specifics. So uh, the, the thing that makes the shots that I've been working on now a bit interesting to talk about is just the fact that um, this is the first time in my life that I animate a mirror shot. You know, where you, I mean, and you will see this in movies where somebody's being staged in such a way that you have the back of their head and their body, but their main performance is happening in the reflection of something. You know, usually it's a mirror, but it could be something else. Um, and, you know, how do you pull that off? Well, you know, that was one of the questions on the crowd. And it's, it's a very cheap solution. It really is just uh, duplicating the LinkedIn character, uh, not the rig, just the character itself. And then uh, putting the 3D cursor where the mirror is and then just scaling it in, in that direction on the, in the, those axes. Of course, if you had a mirror that wasn't perfectly aligned to those axes, then... I don't know what you would do, but that's the solution we yeah. did, and, and, and it works fine. It's not perfect, but it gives me, it's like, you know, in the range where I know it's roughly right uh, to get the angle and get everything. But what was also kind of tricky is the fact that one of those shots um, had this very deliberate camera move. So there's this deliberate camera move that's happening, but that camera move was never really like, polished to the level of perfection because of course it was just layout and we didn't know what the actual action was going to be so you're doing the animation but then the how the camera moves is dependent on the actual animation but the way i do the animation needs to be dependent on the angle that we're looking at it so it became a, uh, loop, yeah. a vicious, yeah, vicious cycle of a loop but then on top of that you have to throw in there there, there are a couple of props there and um, the props are so big or so whatever, like the shape of them, and especially like it's not just that they're there next to the mirror. It's also that you get the reflection of that thing. Yeah. So now, that, like, and I didn't, I didn't even think of that until like I was halfway through it, and then I was like, oh whoa, if we get a reflection, we, we're gonna get a like so. You're gonna block it, some of your character. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna block half of his face. So once I did that, I realized, oh, I gotta, I gotta somehow like change these poses to try to just kind of get his face in there again and it was a struggle and some cheats back and forth like scaling things down slightly or scaling things up slightly and and just cheating it constantly i mean what i have now is sufficient it's not perfect but it's uh it kind of hits all the points that i want and uh at this point i have to because of the deadline because of the schedule i have to move on to other things but hopefully i can return to it i already got some feedback from nathan and maybe when he's here, we can like talk about it more. He's going to be here on Sunday, mm-hmm. and next week. Already, nice. Yeah, yeah. So next week, I can work with him uh, in person, which is great, and we can like kind of go over some of the stuff we've been working on, and and kind of, it's always better in person because then you can kind of act things out, and you can talk about them more freely. You don't have this weird medium of, you know. A video camera where you're explaining things, but then you don't get any feedback instantly, or an email where you have to put your train of thought into words, but those words like can be misunderstood. 
you know, like you, you say something, you mean it in one way, but you didn't even realize you could, somebody could misunderstand it in another way. Uh, so all of a sudden you're emoji, writing... Emoji, emoji. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you're writing an essay just to make everything super clear, but then it's just a wall of text and nobody wants to read that thing. Yeah. So well, that was my week. No yes. way. Yeah, that was your week. But on the previous week, you've also been doing something really, really interesting, which was the reaction shot from the barber. What? Exactly. I don't remember that. What did I do? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was uh, experimenting with the... Yeah, because originally, like the barber, that character, we we were aiming for somebody that's like a hipster, sassy, I mean, it's yeah, like kind of posh, a bit of a butler, but whatever. Like, and, and it made him so interesting. So interesting that it started overshadowing the like main character that we wanted to jazz up and, and be like, okay, we want people to relate more to him or be more interested about him. Uh, and then also on totally different levels, we needed the barber to to hit totally different emotional beats or like personality beats. So all of a sudden we we came to the conclusion that the barber needs to change. We need to like rethink the way he acts and the way he is. And uh, and the way we went is more of a zombie esque thing. So he's more. Um, He's a little bit more aloof. He's more uh, depressed, or what? Like you know, less. Yeah, you could almost say he's an autopilot. He's kind of on autopilot, and he's not. He doesn't have. He doesn't show any emotion in his face, um, which is which is solid. I mean, that's what the story needed, uh, and it worked great. It was functional, uh, and then I there was a lot of uh, there was some feedback that I got on like, can you make it more interesting? Can you make it more this or that or this or that? Of course that. What is it? Yeah, exactly. And that conversation uh, went, you know, three, six, seven, eighteen circles, uh, where you, you know, you, you, you're, there's a lot of words being thrown at you, but you're not. You're pretty sure that, like, you you keep saying this word, but I don't think it means what you <laughs> think it means. You know what I mean? So, um, so I decided that I wanted to um, experiment a little bit, like stop what I was doing. Just go back to the shot that we don't need right now, but it's the perfect shot to just experiment with the barber. So, which is the, like the first time we see the face of the barber. So, went into that shot, which is 0303D, information you don't need. Uh, unless and, you're on the cloud. Unless you're on the cloud, yes. Mm. Uh, and I experiment with, okay, let's, let's get all the story beats that need to be there in there, which is that he, he is quirk, like he's kind of weird. You get this creepy vibe from him. But he's kind of on autopilot, meaning that he doesn't have like crazy, like a over-the-top personality, or he's not that responsive. But the way he looks, I made him instead of uh, dragging his eyelids kind of down, so he's kind of more tired or more zombie-esque. I made him exactly the opposite. So like taking the lower eyelids up and then the the upper eyelids way up, so he gets this intensity to him. And then I added all these different vibrations going on in his face. So like you have these slight twitches in his, in his facial muscles, but like mostly on one side. And then like one of his lip is kind of drooping a little bit. So you have this weird face that's kind of, it's alive and it's twitching, but he's not really doing anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you have all these kind of energy or this intensity as if he's about to say something or about to do something, but he just doesn't. And it, so you, you still get that creepy factor. And it's not until a little bit later that we start realizing as viewers, oh, that's just the way he looks. Like, that's his normal face. Mm. 
which makes it interesting, but doesn't really overshadow uh, our main character. So that's kind of what I was going for. Yeah. Nice. And if you want to see how it actually turned out, you can definitely find this file on the cloud. And that yeah. expression is really priceless. I really like how, yeah. and, and just how it blends in with the whole sequence because you reveal the agent, the, the barber from the back. And then when we see in the first time, indeed, there is this, <laughs> there is this, uh, this face and you don't know. And, uh, and then it becomes, the more you look at him, the more unsettling it becomes. But not exactly in that shot. Like in that shot, it's just the buildup for what comes next. Yes, exactly. And then what comes next. So it's a really great introduction for the character. I love it. So if you have the chance to see it on the cloud go and check it out yeah. uh, it's uh, really really cool Where speaking of super cool Pablo Vasquez <coughs> what? no what? wait did we do you okay I, I Francesco did, did. City <laughs> sorry did, yes. yes no nothing I was uh, it can be found on the weekly folder yeah, of yeah. last week yeah, or the yeah, week yeah, pre yeah. prior yeah. yeah weekly number 36 I think Andy posted even the, the render version yes of it. indeed yes, made right. render. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and that, that is rendered from uh, one of the most successful camera angles with one of the most successful oh, yes. and most approved uh, lighting setups yes. that are uh, yeah. in the movie yeah. so if you want to see how like the visual quality we are aiming for and something like that gives you a hint of how the film will more or less look like but like this is the really the right direction. You can see that shot, and it's really something that here with yeah. the team really with the liked. lighting, with the color, with yeah, just exactly. about everything. Yeah. So that's uh, that that is a very very nice to start having a few of those shots. So you're like, okay, that's what we are doing. Finally, we yeah. are getting there. Yeah, it becomes the like that shot becomes one of the pillars in which like oh that's the quality we're going for. Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, that's great. Well, for myself, I cannot really say much because uh, I mentioned a couple of things with the cloud that I've been working on. Of course, spending time with Sebran on the <clears throat> render management and the shot management and uh, all all sorts of other uh, very 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 uninteresting things. So I would <laughs> actually suggest to move on to the, yes, the questions. questions. There are. Thank you for asking bunch. us questions and. Uh, if you have, uh, just remember, you can always drop us a comment in the cloud and we are always happy to engage in the conversation and talk back to you. All right. First question by Caetano. Uh, he, has, he says, thanks for your answers. About SVN, I guess you talked about SVN in the last... Yeah, uh, he was asking about what uh, uh, versioning system we use. For You'd know, Pablo, if you have listened. No! <laughs> <laughs> I did not Shame. listen to Ding the dong. resolution. <laughs> yes, I am... I mean, I listen to you guys all day. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, saying your voice is in pretty, but okay, no. continue. Uh, all right, so um, so yeah, he said about SVN. Why not Mercurial? Is it because it's more centralized? Well, yeah, and also because uh, it's uh, working with SVN is uh, very uh, efficient in, a, in terms of space for us. So the local repository, the local checkout that you get working with SVN is. Uh, just the material you're working with plus the pristine, so with just a little bit of uh, extra material that allows you to revert your changes, but uh, with Mercurial you get uh, something different. Even though Mercurial has a very uh, good compression capabilities, you still get some overhead, so it yeah. would feel more like working with Git. But to be honest, we, uh, we did some tests with Mercurial, but uh, it, it doesn't really pr provide a big improvement for our workflow. Because in the end, when you work with the uh, asset management, when you work on a film, it's a, it's, a, it's a centralized effort. Everybody contributes to one place. So having a tool that allows you to decentralize that may be useful in some cases, like remote collaboration. But that's already a non-ideal scenario for us. So yeah. that's why we prefer still to use SVN. All right. Um, another question. 
Oh, by Bastian Salmella, uh, former elephant dreamer. You seem to... <laughs> That's what we call them, <laughs> the, dreamers. <laughs> the dreamers. <laughs> Dream on. You seem to stumble on the question, what is it, a lot of times in this podcast. So I suggest you watch uh, Crispin Glo Glover's What Is It, a 2005 movie where he expla perfectly explains what is it. What it is. I haven't seen it. Have you? Uh, not yet, but this is going on my list of things yeah. to see. Yeah, definitely. Finally, uh, finally, uh, somebody's yes. answering our questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Bastian. Another question by Nelson Gonzalez. I am already missing the podcast, sad face. Oh, here we are. But I'm taking the opportunity for a couple of questions. 1A. <laughs> Question 1A. Are there any plans for an architecture visualization training for the Blender Cloud? We happen to have an architect right here on the table. <laughs> like? Most like vague connections with like <laughs> what people did. I see that Blender itself is, uh, is not going to be tailored towards architects any soon. That doesn't mean you couldn't have an architect training. I just don't think, just don't see as a priority for the cloud at the moment. But um, yeah. no, I mean there there is already training for it, like the the, the gurus, uh, right? I know, but I don't know. That's a, it's more like a question for the Mr. Cloud Manager, Francisco. Uh, cloud so Talai, so you studied architecture? Yeah, and urban studies. He did an urban study. He is an architect. He is an architect. Yeah, yeah. five years. And then Struggle. we have the Italian who studied what is it, production design? No, industrial design. Industrial design. You and guys together. You, you could make like a new studio for us, you know? Something amazing. I like build the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> On top oh. of a bridge or something, I don't know. <laughs> and you got, you, I, I heard you made modeling in the past, like proper ads modeling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Catwalking. I was, uh, I was a male model. You could yes. promote the, yes. the new studio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay let's, keep, let's keep this on track, guys. Okay, I didn't please. do anything, so better not. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, are there any plans for architecture visualization training over the next lab? We always have plans to expand our offering in terms of training. And I think that, uh, as uh, Dalai says, in terms of uh, architectural design and uh, uh, project making, maybe Blender is not the best tool for visualization. It has great capabilities it, and it has been used a lot. There is already some material. And for the cloud, we are always looking into this kind of opportunities. But right now, we already have a lot of tabs open on other topics as well. So... It's not in the immediate future, but uh, we uh, see that there is always a need for this uh, for this kind of uh, yeah. of training because uh, industrial visualization is always growing and uh, now is going into VR. So there is always uh, it's a very very is a field that really benefits from uh, computer graphics. So we, we keep an eye on it. Yeah, definitely. And the same topic: Are there any plans for Blender game engine training on Blender Cloud? Oh, is there, Francesco? <laughs> Besides, I can upload your Frank now. Somebody, somebody <laughs> mentioned actually. I don't know if it's even if it's him or. That, oh yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. The same question, yes. Uh, so I guess the answer. I mean, we can move to the next question, which by him. Yeah. Uh, any new Any news about when will attract will be available for private projects? Okay. How so is this related wait. to the previous question? Wait, wait, wait. And okay, then so number three. <laughs> yeah. Will we have non-open? non-movies open projects. Why isn't your Frankie available on the Blender cloud? All right, so here, one thing at a time. I think uh, your Frankie should be there. We have an open project section because well, of that. Totally. I'm the only uh, your Frankie uh, remaining yeah. around. 
So I should I should take on that. Poster. Poster. I had oh, a no. poster. Yeah. It's the only poster. We have poster for every open project here in the oh, Institute. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah. for that one. Yeah. Except for the best one, which is Yo, Yo Frankie. Frankie. I mean, the one that actually brought Blender where it is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On many levels. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that uh, I think if Pablo... I, I will put it on my to-do list for... Yeah. for I mean, it's, you know it's not going to work, but it's going to be 249, oh, it's going to be... Uh, but at on. least you have the guys over there. And you just make the binary available One of the best the characters, files. the sheep, Mandy, and the rat, Ram. and Ram. Ram is really Ramiro, nice. the Ram. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh yeah some 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 gems there that can, should should appear. even Momo I love Momo Momo yeah that's uh, from Mango Jumbo yeah we used a lot on the on our book the yeah so you wrote a book right oh <laughs> <hey>! <laughs> well so that's uh, that's a very cool and regarding the Blender uh, game yeah, engine yeah. Uh, training I think that's also uh, kind of a difficult topic right now because yeah there is a whole community working with the game engine there is a community even developing the game the engine new game engine even. yeah. So at the moment, there are no immediate plans for it. But yeah. uh, again, is one of those, the interactive capabilities that Blender offers for a 3D package, they are extremely interesting. But nowadays, the landscape has changed so much that there are uh, much more, uh, many more tools that allow you to, to get that, uh, that level uh, of uh, interactivity and game-making capabilities. And they have the benefit of... Uh, uh, deploy your game on different platforms. And w that's one of the yeah. main issues that Blender has currently, which is that you can run it with Blender itself, but not on console, not on mobile, and things like that. So that is also something that is keeping it. I know I'm kind of digressing from the question, but that's also one of the reasons why it's not being pushed so much. But uh, if anyone has uh, Blender game engine training or Blender game engine ideas, uh, we are always happy to hear from them. And uh, maybe you know work out the collaboration with the with the cloud to see if it's possible yeah. to publish uh, Blender game engine related material. After yeah, all, could be cool. it's a, it's a platform for sharing this kind of high quality content. Yeah. So if it's already free, it can be made free yeah. too. I mean, there 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 are ways. Exactly. Exactly. And the other question is, when will a track be available for private projects? Well, I think uh, it's uh, it's on our roadmap for the upcoming months. It goes together with uh, Flamenco, the render management tool, and uh, I cannot say really a date, but I think that towards the end of uh, our our film project here, we should be able to focus on making it available for private projects as well. So I would say before mid-2017, uh, it will be definitely available, and it will be... Uh, that there are a couple of things that are really needed before we make this uh, uh, available for private projects. And one of the, the main things is uh, organization access for private projects. So right now, as a Blender Cloud user, you have your own account and you can access it and you can make your project, share it with other people. But in a real world scenario, especially if you are dealing with shot management and production management, you have a team of people. So you want to provide access in a centralized way. So one person takes care of giving a number of users access and then everyone can access that project. And that yeah. is something that we cannot do right now, and so we are going to introduce and make that work perfectly, and then having access to Flamenco and Attract will be automatic and yeah. very easy but, to handle. But the, the good thing is that we are using it every day, so it's getting polished. And, yeah, and absolutely. When, absolutely. Once it's out, it's going to be the best <laughs> track, the, the, the that lightest, ever was on the, cloud, the thinnest yeah. and lightest blender. Yes. Uh, anyway. Yes. So that's all of the questions from Nelson. More. 
Sonali is asking um, a lot of things. Uh, that, yeah, during the Blender conference, it was said that Psycho's uh, lighting, light linking feature is almost ready and it will be added in a couple of months. And he's asking, yeah, when? Because <laughs> 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 it clearly didn't happen. Yeah, yet. that, or like, the removal of GPU memory limit and blah, 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 blah. a bunch of other things. Will they make it to 278B, 79, or 2.8? I think there are many things that were promised in the Blender conference. Especially, uh, yeah, everybody's cycles, excited about it. When like IES lightings and ah, yes. the colored, the the custom AOV passes, which is oh yeah, no, but that that's. I know anyway, there's a plenty of thing, but we are we don't have that many developers, and I think some of them got caught up in other you know more interesting things to do. Yeah, but you should never trust an open source promise until <laughs> no. it's, until I landed mean, in master. Yeah. Wasn't it, wasn't it part of like the roadmap or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. Roadmap. So which didn't have a def definitive defined. deadline, exactly. and you know, a couple of months. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> From now. Yeah, exactly. So the yeah the, the question is if they make it to two seventy eight B. No, that's for sure. Two seventy nine. I don't think so. Maybe I some probably, of them. I guess. guess. I guess yes. You but should I don't follow know. the VF cycles uh, mainly list to 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 stay up to date for that. And 2.8, yes, of course, for 2.8, it will be there because everything will be 2.8. Everything 2 .8. will be 2.8. <laughs> um, then, uh, no, and that, that's uh, the last question. Then there is uh, um, uh, a request for an, a feedback session, um, uh, but that's not happening. Wait, what kind of feedback? Uh, then it's uh, Lucas is asking for a feedback session. He has a video. Oh, um, one of the animations. Are we, yeah, are we doing that anytime soon? Uh, no, at the moment, at the moment, given our production schedule, is probably not going to happen. Yeah, but uh, yeah. if you if you want, drop an email, cloud support at blender.org, and we can discuss it and we can see yeah. uh, what we can do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I would love to do that. It's just like so right much. now, I'm the bottleneck. Like I'm the bottleneck of this project. I'm the guy that's slowing everything down, and I feel like an idiot. So I mean, <laughs> like taking on more responsibilities is just. Uh, Stifling, yeah, but we know that uh, animation reviews are are quite uh, quite popular. Yeah, and they are good. So I think people learn a lot from them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we we'll just stay tuned for the next time. Stay tuned for the next time yeah. we make it. If we do a, it, a it would be announced exactly. Yeah. We yeah. try to give enough people enough time to people to submit their yeah. uh, their thing, uh, their animation. So yeah, yeah just stay tuned. Stay yeah, tuned. either the podcast or or Blender Cloud on Twitter or the Blender Institute on Facebook. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> and that's it with all of the questions. All right. Well, uh, I think. Before wrapping up, I wanted to say happy birthday to Lucas Tone. Hey, happy birthday. Yeah, it's his birthday. Yeah, that's true. today. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, happy birthday. Okay, well, then uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. Stay tuned. Tune out. Tune. <laughs> tune. Tune. Okay. Tune. Tunes. Well. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, see you next time for another episode. See you. See you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Blender Institute Podcast. Brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Are you getting sucked into a reality distortion field? Resist the urge on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. Stop holding your ears. <laughs>